Millions of people from all around the world have reported seeing what they think are aliens from outer space. And how should Christians respond to these reports? Well, we'll give you some suggestions this week on Creation Magazine Live. The Bible really is true, and it's supported by science and the things we see in the world around us. Keep listening to find out how. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. My name is Richard Fangrad. And I'm Matt Bondi. And this week on Creation Magazine Live, our topic is about how Christians should react to reports of aliens and UFOs. Right. Now, at first you might be thinking, do we need to react at all? <laughs> do we need to fuss over a few minor reports that usually end up being hoaxes anyways? Well, well, yeah. Well, that's the reaction of a lot of people, right? That the whole aliens and UFO thing concerns just a few people. But that's not the case at all. Uh, there are about 150 UFO sightings a day, and these happen all over the world, and that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of something going on there, right? Now, 90 to 95% of UFO sightings can be explained as natural or man-made phenomena, uh, such as the planet Venus, that accounts for quite a few, or satellites, but that still leaves quite a few that need some other explanation. Yeah, so UFOs have apparently been seen on commercial and uh, military radar, They've even been seen by a U.S. president, Jimmy Carter, in yeah. 1969. Uh, they're said to change shape and merge into one another. They appear to defy the laws of physics by traveling at high speeds, thousands of miles per hour, and then just change direction without, showing in, uh, without slowing down at all. Uh, so some polls suggest that up to 20 million Americans have seen a UFO. Four million claim to actually have been abducted by aliens. Yeah. Now, UFO experiences, as they call them, are often generational, spanning several generations of family members. And UFO cults are some of the fastest growing religious movements in the world, like the Raelians, for example. Right, yeah. In addition, science fiction is the most popular entertainment genre today, accounting for about 70% of all movie box office receipts. Yeah, and the idea that aliens are with us has become mainstream now. Uh, just ask a few teenagers. You'll likely find some who will think that intelligent extraterrestrial life is a fact. Yeah, that's true. And some would say that they may have even been our creators. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you find that shocking? Well, surveys reveal that more than 80% of people in Western countries now believe that E.T. is out there somewhere. Yes, it's very popular. Finding E.T. is actually one of the goals of NASA's taxpayer-funded origins program. Yeah. To them, the search for the, the evolutionary origins of life on other planets will provide meaning for our own existence. Now, this is despite the fact that, that uh, if we can already deduce purposes of life, if we just evolve from a pool of chemicals, then we, we, we die and we go back to the elements. That's it. That's all. I'm sure you can try to manufacture or imagine some meaning to life, but there really isn't any in an evolutionary worldview. And evolution is the central tenet. Uh, whether you look at science fiction, SETI, or the various missions from Mars, belief in evolution, which includes the cosmos being billions of years old, has preconditioned people to expect alien visitations. Yeah, and uh, UFOs and aliens are big business too. Uh, the book, The Chariots of the Gods, which claimed that ancient artifacts like the Egyptian pyramids and Stonehenge and so on were evidence of alien visitations to a primitive earth long time ago. It was an international bestseller. Author Eric Von Daniken made the transition from the science fiction market into mainstream, selling over 63 million books 
This made him one of the biggest selling authors of all time. <laughs> Not only that, he replaced the God of the Bible with aliens, yeah, claiming that the yeah. biblical miracles like parting of the Red Sea and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah were UFO-mediated miracles by way of advanced technology. Right, yeah. So this is not some little issue. No. And for us as Christians, the question is, how does a biblical worldview explain what people are seeing and experiencing? How, does God's Word give us some insight about what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. And we're going to look into that today. Uh, but some of you might be sort of scratching your heads and wondering why we're talking about this subject on Creation Magazine Live. Yeah, like, okay. what's the connection to the origins debate in Genesis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on which origins account for the universe you believe to be true, either creation or evolution, the question about alien life is phrased a little bit differently. If you believe, for example, that God created, then the question is, could God have created intelligent life elsewhere? And it, or if you believe in the evolutionary history for the universe, then the question is, could, could intelligent life have evolved elsewhere? So it does connect to the origins debate. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on globally around the subject of aliens and UFOs. And these things do connect to the creation-evolution issue. Yeah. And we've talked about this topic on Creation Magazine Live before. Uh, for example, way back in Season 1, we had Gary Bates on the show. Yes. Now, he's the CEO of our U.S. office and the author of Alien Intrusion. And if this is a topic that interests you, earlier this year, CMI released a fascinating new documentary based on Gary's book called Alien Intrusion, Unmasking a Deception. It was on over 700 screens in theaters all across the U.S., and there were international releases as well. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on when you're watching this, the DVD may already be available. Right, yeah. The, the movie spends some time discussing the logistical and scientific challenges to aliens visiting us from great distances away, but the interviews with the people who've experienced being abducted by aliens, those are incredible. These are people who've actually had these experiences where they're taken on board uh, a, a spacecraft or have interacted with these beings in a variety of ways. You know, in, in my opinion, those interviews are the highlight of the film because it, it's information from those interviews that leads to the, the, the mind-blowing conclusion of the whole documentary, which we're not going to give away too much here. <laughs> yeah, go, go watch the DVD. Right. But what we, uh, we do want to do here is to look at a few ideas uh, a little more deeply than we did on previous shows. Questions like, does the Bible support the idea that intelligent alien life could be out there? Uh, did aliens design us? And are aliens really all around us? So let's put all these questions into a single one. Does the Bible support the idea of intelligent alien life? Okay, well, uh, the, the short answer is no. no. <laughs> but... <laughs> The Bible does not support the idea of intelligent alien life elsewhere. But l let's take some time to go through the reasons behind that conclusion. Because people say, look, just because the Bible teaches about God creating intelligent life only on earth, why couldn't he have done so elsewhere? And then they'll, they'll rightly point out that scripture doesn't specifically mention everything that there is or specifically address every issue. It doesn't mention cars or the internet or how to make a spaghetti dinner. Uh, the, the argument is... Those things exist, and the Bible doesn't mention them, so could aliens exist, even though the Bible doesn't mention them? That's the argument. Mm -hmm. The thing is, uh, the biblical objection to extraterrestrials isn't just an argument from silence. Right. I mean, just because the Bible doesn't mention aliens doesn't mean they don't exist, but it's understanding the big picture of the Bible and the gospel message that enables us to conclude why the Bible doesn't mention extraterrestrials. And uh, it's because there aren't any. <laughs> And we'll, we'll explain this uh, over the next few minutes. We need to explain that, yeah. And uh, also, consider this. 
if the Earth were to be favored with a visitation by, by real extraterrestrials from a galaxy far, far away, then wouldn't it be reasonable to expect that the Bible and, and God and His sovereignty and foreknowledge would mention such an important occasion? Because it would clearly redefine our place in the universe. Yeah, right? and, and there's more to it than that. Uh, let's walk through the basic arguments that lead to the conclusion that there is no intelligent alien life. Okay, there are four key points to consider. Number one is, the effect of the curse following Adam's fall was universal. Yes. So the whole creation groans under the weight of sin. Romans 8, 18-22 describes a contrast between this current world and the new heavens and earth in the future where there is no more curse. So Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Okay, so the whole creation, the entire universe is under God's curse which means that it would include any ETs living elsewhere, right? So they're affected by a curse that they had nothing to do with, mm -hmm. and they're, they're not descendants of Adam and wouldn't have inherited Adam's sin nature in the way all humans, all descendants of Adam did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the first point to consider. Yeah. Uh, number two is Christ's atoning death at Calvary cannot save extraterrestrials. Why is that? Jesus is called the kinsman redeemer. What's a kinsman redeemer? It's someone who redeems or saves someone that has uh, a relationship by blood. Right. So Jesus is a descendant of Adam in the same way that all people who ever lived on this planet are. So in this way, he is our kinsman redeemer. Yes, yeah, and that's why those genealogies in Matthew and Luke that link Jesus back to Abraham and Adam are so important, mm -hmm. They're very important. Yeah, and Jesus is also uh, called the last Adam. So the first Adam sinned, and that brought death uh, to all his descendants. Jesus was sinless, so he had no, uh, no need to atone for any sin of his own. Right. His death paid for the sins of all believers. So a sinless human substitute took on the punishment humans deserve for sin. That's right, yeah. The thing is, Jesus isn't a Vulcan or a Wookiee. He's a human. <laughs> and he paid the price of death to set right what the first Adam set wrong. His death was substitutionary. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. That's the second point. Mm -hmm. And it's a major point to consider when trying to answer the question, could there be intelligent alien life? There are two more points to consider, and all four kind of work together to answer the question. Um, the, the first two points lead to the third, because, point one, the curse on creation is universal. It would have included Yoda and any other life in the universe. And because, point two, Jesus is human and died for humans, all those who are descended from Adam have inherited a sin nature from him. Therefore, point three is, any ETs would be lost for eternity when this present creation is destroyed. Right. Uh, and they would have no hope of being saved. In 2 Peter 3.10 and 12, it says, But the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolve, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, 
and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. Okay, so there's the description, a scary description of the final judgment. So putting these three points together, even though the Bible doesn't specifically mention alien life, given the big picture of the gospel, the curse on creation, Jesus as a substitute for humans, and the coming universal judgment, alien life just doesn't fit into that reality, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now, some people wonder whether Christ's sacrifice might be repeated elsewhere for other beings. Uh, but Christ died once for all, as it says in Romans yes. 6.10 uh, and elsewhere. First Peter 3.18, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. That's right, yeah. He's not going to be crucified and resurrected again on other planets. Uh, this is consistent with the fact that the redeemed earthly church is known as Christ's bride. We read about that at the, at the end of Ephesians 5 and in Revelation 19 and other places. This is a, a marriage that will last for eternity. Christ is not going to be a, a polygamist with many other brides from other planets, that type right. of thing. Yeah, and that leads us to our fourth point in our list. The Bible makes no provision for God to redeem any other species, not even fallen angels. Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 2.16 2, says, uh, For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Actually, verse 9 uh, to 18 give the, the, uh, the greater context that Jesus is our perfect Savior. Uh, and that doesn't fit at all with Jesus also redeeming other non-human intelligent life. That's right, yeah. Uh, so there are four biblical considerations. Now put them all together, and we can say that the Bible rules out intelligent life on other planets. Let's look at some other verses that people have used as kind of justifications for aliens. Now, some translations of Hebrews 11.3 say that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Yes, some people claim that the word worlds refers to other inhabitable planets. The word is aeon, from which we derive the word eons. So a better uh, translation in that context is simply universe. The word describes everything that exists in time and space, visible and invisible, present and eternal. Uh, but even if it was referring to other planets, that wouldn't imply that there's intelligent life on them. Right, yeah. Uh, another passage pro-UFOers point to is John 10, 16, in which Jesus says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. Now, but the, the other sheep there is clearly a reference to the Gentiles. The Jews had believed that salvation was for them alone. Jesus was was reaffirming that he would be the savior of everyone, not just the Jews. When we understand the big picture of creation, the gospel, the the, the coming judgment, it teaches that there's no intelligent alien life. But aliens are very popular, so people try to make them fit into a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, Michael S. Heiser uh, is an influential Christian ufologist and speaker with a PhD in Hebrew Bible and ancient Semitic languages. He claims that the arguments we've uh, just summarized in the last few minutes might not apply to God-created aliens. So his reasoning goes like this. Because they are not descendants of Adam, they haven't inherited his sin nature, and therefore aren't morally guilty before God. So just like bunny rabbits on the earth, they don't need salvation. Even though they'll die, they don't go to either heaven or hell. Okay, all right. Well, on the surface, this sounds like it could work. After all, fallen angels are intelligent, but they're beyond salvation, right? Uh, E.T. would be highly intelligent, like angels, but 
it, it seems bizarre to assign no moral responsibility for the actions of one group of highly intelligent beings and not others. Heiser also claims that uh, vastly intelligent ETs would not displace mankind's position as being made in the image of God because image just means humans have been placed as God's representative on the earth. But the Bible says we are made in God's image and likeness in Genesis 1.26. Man was created as a fully intelligent being about 6,000 years ago. Just a few generations later, they were able to invent musical instruments and forge things from different kinds of metal. That's right. Yeah, and since that time, even we have not been able to develop technologies advanced enough to travel to you know, other star systems. If aliens were capable of developing faster-than-light spaceships, the kind needed to get here, it suggests that they must have been created with a vastly superior intellect to ours, which would make them even more in God's likeness, in that sense, than we are. Yeah. So the whole idea runs into serious problems when we try to fit it into Scripture. It does, yeah. Uh, once again, if you take the big picture of the Bible, creation, the gospel, uh, you know, the proposal that intelligent alien life exists just doesn't work. That's right. But what about bacteria? Hmm. Right? What if, what if uh, one of the spacecraft sent to Mars, for example, discovered bacteria? Does, does the Bible's big picture allow for that possibility? We would say, yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, but it, I mean, it's really unlikely. Um, but yeah. God creating bacteria elsewhere wouldn't violate gospel doctrines. Um, but any microbes on Mars would likely be a result of human contamination. That's right. Uh, we know that spores that originated from Earth exist in our uh, outer atmosphere. Um, scientists have suggested that microbes carried within rocks that are blasted off the Earth could maybe get to Mars. Yeah, Professor Paul Davies said there's no scientific reason why bacteria deep in a specimen of rock would not survive the journey. He said it, it's, it's not just speculation to say that rocks from Earth could reach Mars because rocks identified as definitely Martian in origin have been found here on Earth. So the obvious mechanism for this is a major impact by a comet, which blasts rock particles uh, at high velocity in all directions. Some of these particles would break free of Mars' gravitational field and later be potentially swept up by other planets, including Earth. Uh, there's evidence of large impact craters on Earth, so there's no reason why this could not have happened in reverse. Right, yeah. And, and then there's the, the possibility that prior man-made probes originating from Earth seeded it there. Uh, as Christians, all of our thinking in every area needs to be based on Scripture. Yeah. If people don't begin with what God tells us about Himself, and the nature and purpose of the universe, they'll end up having huge gaps of ignorance in their perception of reality. Right, yeah, and, and what you said makes sense, right? If you want to know how to do something that you've never, ever done before, like uh, some electrical work around your house, you want to fix up an old car or something, you seek out instructions right. to learn how to do those things, right? And it would be best to get instructions from experts in those areas. Uh, God is the ultimate expert. If you want to know the answers to, to questions like, you know, where we came from, what's, what's life all about, what happens after we die, what our goals in life should be, or today's topic, for example, is there intelligent alien life, go to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I have doubts about God's word being right. accurate. Yeah, fair enough. You know, but yeah. that's why CMI exists. Yes. As a Christian ministry, our primary goal is to edify believers, to build up the church. Uh, and we do that by providing answers to questions that many people have about the accuracy of God's Word. And people have a lot of questions about the creation account in Genesis. They do, yeah. 
And, and, and today we've been talking about aliens and summarizing research done over many years by, by our staff to explain that subject within a biblical framework. So what's the conclusion? Since the Bible is, is God the Creator's communication to us, His creation, and we can deduce from His Word that there's no alien life, then no intelligent alien life will ever be found. Mm. So programs to look for intelligent life elsewhere are a waste of money and time and resources. Right, we can come to these conclusions. Uh, could there be microbial life on Mars, for example? Sure, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Just like evolution, aliens make for some good science fiction, but yes. aliens don't exist and evolution never happened. That's right, yeah. Uh, we should also mention the Alien Intrusion movie that was in theaters earlier this year in 2018. It answers the question, if there's no such thing as aliens, what exactly are people experiencing? Then, okay, if, if, if it's not aliens coming from great distances, what is going on there? When they have these abduction experiences, what's actually going on? Mm -hmm. but, but do aliens really not exist? They, well, we, we, could, we could say there is alien life, but, but not in the way that most people would right. think. Of course, there is alien life. God does not, in angels... But, but we can think of God specifically. I mean, God is, is not human like we are, as we already explained. We're going to do a show in a couple of weeks on what is the image of God. You can tune in, for watch, watch for that one when it's released. But um, there is alien life in that sense. And just like uh, you know, SETI and those programs search for extraterrestrial intelligence and so on, what they're looking for, NASA's Origins program, what they're looking for is, is answers to the big questions of life. And, and, and if there's aliens on other planets, well, then they'll have the answers, and, or they'll, they'll, they'll somehow have the answers to that. Well, yeah, alien, in, a sense, in a sense, they're right. Aliens do have the answers to where we came from, what the purpose of life is, and what happens after we die. But the, the alien that we're talking about here is... These aren't the is, ones that uh, get abduct you on a spaceship? No, <laughs> no, it's not those. It's, it's, it's the God of the Bible. The God, God has communicated to us, and he's told us exactly why he made us, what the purpose of life is, and, most importantly, what happens after we die. All of us are going to live for eternity, aren't we? That's right. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's decisions that we need to make now, before, before our time's up, that affect where we're going to spend eternity. You know, yeah, ultimately. I mean, if people spent more time uh, in the Word of God, instead of uh, researching the universe to try and find... Uh, uh, the answers to their questions, uh, I think they'd come out uh, with a lot better answers. Yeah, yeah, and spend less, less of their taxpayer money, too. But, um, I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to do as a ministry, is to, is to focus people's attention on Scripture in, 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 and get us thinking with that as a foundation in every area of life. Mm -hmm. You skip yeah. the first, first uh, section of the Bible, you don't get why we're here and how everything started and so on. But that's what our ministry is all about, Creation Ministries International, Creation Magazine Live, uh, this TV show here, we base a lot of the content of the show on previous magazine issues from Creation Magazine. If you want to see, you want to see a sample of that magazine, there's a free digital copy online that you can page through. Go to creation.com slash freemag. If you like it, subscribe. There's ways to do that there uh, online. You look up the address information for all our seven offices around the world, and uh, you can subscribe to that magazine. We'll be back next week with a different topic. Today's episode was originally formatted for broadcast TV and is available online at the links in the podcast show notes. Both are produced by Creation Ministries International, publishers of Creation Magazine. For more information for the accuracy of the Bible, visit creation.com.
You can also donate to the ministry at creation.com slash donate. And thanks for listening.